Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the uh, Gentleman's Club podcast. Before we get into our uh, regular episode, we have a little sponsor for you guys real quick. So we're just going to try to get into this and uh, then get out. Do you have weird fetishes you simply just can't turn off? A, uh, a kind of fetish where the only thing that can get you excited is something sharp, something a little bit pokey? The Rattlestick Flashlight is the toy for you. With fangs and venom glands included at checkout, you can ensure that your time will be unmatched with the pokes and lubricant needed to get you off. Maybe you can have someone suck out the poison, too. With this new sponsorship deal, we also have to let you know that uh, they've excited to extend their line of toys and uh, give you guys the best products possible. These new toys are the Rattle Vibrator and the King Cobra Butt Plug. Cobra Butt Plug works like any other, but its hood flaps open on command, giving you that stretch you really need. The Rattle Vibrator feels and sounds like a pissed-off rattlesnake shaking violently and pleasurably like no other. It seems like something that would probably tickle your fancy, maybe even turn your knob over when nothing else can, then uh, be sure to use code GENTLEMAN at the checkout. You can check out at Amazon.com. This is absolutely not a real ad. That is cap. 100%. But, I like that. It. I like the effort. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, effort put into that. It was a Joe Rogan ad. One that takes like three minutes of my time for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that, guys. Uh, but so today's daily scheduled episode is uh, something that's near and dear to all of our hearts. Something that can get you away from life just for a few hours and just help give you a good time. And that is uh, what we like to call film or a movie episode. And uh, So practically what we're going to go over is our favorite movie from the year, favorite movie of all time, and then our most anticipated movie that is yet to come out. So uh, does anyone want to get this train rolling i want to hear dill go mainly because dill is a movie savant so what we'll start with is if it's okay with you guys we'll go from most anticipated then favorite movie of the year and then we'll end on favorite movie of all time that was not the order that you told us prior it it does not fucking matter (laughs) i figured we should end on a bang like our favorite movie of all time that sounds like a better bang than the best movie of the year good to me yeah i i do you want to hop on it uh yeah sure uh i didn't know we were doing most anticipated but i i do uh i do want to talk about how i i know you've seen it already but i've been really wanting to see the black phone and it's out now so i need to go see it I love Ethan Hawke, and I I really like Sinister too. So uh, I'm glad that I, I'm gl- I want to see Ethan Hawke in a horror movie again, and this time him being like the the monster villain like that. I'm excited to see that. How how did you feel about it, Caden? Uh, it was Scott Derrickson doing what Scott Derrickson does, baby. Um, I, like Sinister, I think was a more scary movie. Like, I remember leaving the theater of that movie and, like, not wanting to be by myself, right? But, Creepy-ass uh, movie. Yeah, but this movie, it still has, like, that same, like, creep level, but it it's more suspenseful, and it's, like, like my heart was, like, pounding the entire movie, and it wasn't from being scared, it was just, like, being on the edge of my seat, like, I can't wait to see what happens next, I can't wait, you know? But, uh, no, it was good. Uh, I will let I you know one thing before okay. uh, before you get back into it, but the acting in this movie was uh it was fucking good dude there's i can't remember her name but the little girl she's like she's not like you can call her one of the co-main leads of the movie she like her physical acting like the way that she starts crying and like just showing emotion physically was so fucking good and she chews up some dialogue as well damn and you're talking about the little girl too yeah i think her name's like a little yeah gwen is her name child yeah. Ch- child actress, damn. Yeah, Ma- Madeline crazy. McGraw. 
Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, mm. She fucking, she killed it, dude. Like, I, I could see an Oscar nom. I don't know about when. We're only halfway through the year. But, like, there could be a nomination for her, dude. She is fucking damn good. I do actually have uh, a most anticipated movie of this year that's not currently out yet, now that I think about it, too. Uh, nope. I want to see Nope so bad, dude. I'd be lying Every... if I said you didn't steal my movie. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> one of mine, yeah. Dude, nope, I'm so nope excited is... for Nope. Uh, I I uh I love I love Jordan uh Jordan Peele's uh last two movies. I'll also hold very like like treasured memories for like my first time seeing both of them too. First time I saw Get Out, we paid to see that. Uh, me, Xander, uh, Thomas, and Anthony, I think. And then after uh, after we saw Get Out, that we uh, <laughs> then we uh, uh, hopped on in to go see that uh, kind of shitty not too bad uh movie uh life with uh jake jonah and ryan reynolds oh uh, yeah no uh, i think you mean not too bad as in that was shitty it was not a great movie. it was bad but yeah. um and then uh i saw uh, us was my first day with aaron i'm I, so i like I, I love seeing jordan peele movies and they're so good they're always good consistently yeah. Jordan Peele, I don't know. I don't know what he does. It's uh, but, cinematography is just unmatched. But I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm excited to see. Nope. I mean, Kiki Palmer, Daniel Kalula, and uh, and Stephen Yuan too. That's this. Uh, so I'm sure it'll still be very similar. But this will technically be the first movie Jordan Peele has done where the monster of the movie isn't human. So it's going to be yeah, it's aliens like as well. The aliens, yeah. But I'm sure we'll get some. Uh, some feuding between humans and a uh, almost I'm, post-apocalyptic like situation. I'm sure, like both of his other movies, uh, it's it, it's gonna have layers, you know. It's like yeah, yeah. So us is uh, us spot twist at the end of us, which I mean that had I was in the theater just like mouth Dude, on yeah. the floor. I was like yes. shocked the entire like last. 30 minutes of us dude it's yeah. so oh, good yeah oh man i actually smiled just thinking about that movie that was such a good movie i just love jordan peele as a director as a director i guess so so i guess as a disclaimer uh i'm assuming every single movie we talk about in this episode all spoiler. spoiler. spoilers <laughs> yeah we probably should have noted that a little bit toward the beginning but we've only spoiled uh, yeah. we didn't spoil the hey 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 maybe we can have maybe we can have jake throw in like uh at the beginning have like a disclaimer for like just list off all the movies that we're gonna spoil yeah uh i like that spoil warnings ahead do not proceed without finishing brokeback mountain and remember a real nega never eats things off the floor we now return to the Transformers. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, Jake is the guy that edits our videos, and we just love him dearly. Uh, eventually, you, we're gonna eventually we're gonna get him on the podcast here, and he's a uh, he got some he got some charisma to him. I'm sure uh, our viewers will love him. But uh, I'm excited for this. I haven't met but, Jake yet. So yeah, my my most anticipated uh, that I will see probably this week, Black Phone, and then in the upcoming year, like this summer, no. Yeah, that's fair. Bill, you want to lay on your most anticipated? Well, I just want to say that me, Ryan, and Caden had a 30-minute talk about Nope outside the movie theater after we watched the Black Phone. Yeah. And... <laughs> I was, like, sitting there saying, I was like, dude, I want to see a new Alien movie, but, like, not Ridley Scott's movies. Yeah, right. And I just, I did, 
I showed him the trailer instantly. I was so excited to just drop that on him. Dude, I, I didn't know it was out, honestly. The trailer? I, yeah. I get I get giddy every time I see that that trailer in the theater now. I love it. I'm so excited. Yeah. It comes out, like, what, in July? July 22nd, 2022. Yeah, that's my dad's birthday. <laughs> that's crazy how you're not going to spend your day with your dad because you got to yeah, watch. Yeah, I go see no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bill, so I'm assuming your most anticipated movie was also uh, no. no. But also... Yeah. So I know there's a new Black Panther coming out this year. Yeah. You motherfucker! That's, you that was one of mine too. That's awesome. So that's mine. Okay, so I have one more. Uh, you got one more to spare? <laughs> yeah, I got one more. I, I can't with a third because I yeah. Is my mic too loud or is it still quiet? By the way, uh, you're fine. Yeah, you're good. Well, I just want to see like how this Black Panther movie like is considering with like, one of the main characters done. Yeah, I forgot. It. Yeah. That's that was my thing. I just the it's only like, reason it's anticipated for me is because I just really like want to see if they pay enough homage to Chadwick and just give him the justice he deserves. You know, yeah, maybe it'll be like a different storyline. But either way, it's kind of like that new Pirates movie that's supposed to be coming out. Margot Robbie killing it. Yeah, without Johnny Depp, dude, it's just gonna be saddening because those movies are. Uh, I'm pretty fond of those movies per se. Uh, Shane, what was your uh, third backup? Yeah, dude, <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder another Taika Waititi movie top tier he is such a good director and um, Ragnarok and Love and Thunder or there's like more comedic movies but they also have like they're they're layered to where like, yeah, like and, and Ragnarok like Thor lost everything and it was still delivered in a way to like you know be uh, more like a B movie which is insane but um, I'm really excited to see Love and Thunder because this also might be Chris Hemsworth's last Marvel movie I think my most favorite thing about uh like Thor Ragnarok just to harken back to it is i think it probably has my like favorite quote out of any marvel movie and it's after he's having a uh, big spoiler but it's it's already out it's marvel everyone's seen it but it's after he uh is fighting hella and then he like goes and uh he has that like vision of odin and he's talking with his dad and uh he's like i can't beat her i don't have my hammer and he's just like are you the god of hammers and i was just like i love that fucking quote so much beautiful quote but, but yeah uh, those nope the black panther movie and thor um I'm very excited to see. I've not seen the Black Phone yet, but honestly, that's playing in a movie theater like 10 minutes away, so I might have to go check that out later. Uh, yeah, it was phenomenal. I would, like, personally for me, I'd give it a 9.5 out of 10. And the movie, like, I, I think if you actually, like, lens it through, like, through a critic's eye, it's probably not a 9.5 out of 10. But for me personally, I just really enjoyed it, really loved it. Like, so for me personally, 9.5 out of 10. I'm excited to go see it. Yeah, but, uh, so. I not regret spending $44 at the movie people. <laughs> Dude, so I bought everyone's ticket, right? Because I told Ryan Holy that shit. if he came, I'd buy his ticket, right? Because he's buying my, uh, Thor Love and Thunder ticket. And then we're getting out of the car and bill's like drunk off his ass and he's like guys i don't have my wallet so he was looking for it forever what it felt like so it was like fuck it i'll just buy a shit so well, i bought him like I this now in reality i was just stuffing that bottle of whiskey under my penis and i was trying to make it like not visible as i <laughs> brought it into the movies <laughs> yeah. yeah i brought my but flask it... and he brought his uh bottle of whiskey and then we bought like a large coke and we dumped it in there <laughs> But, you guys uh, are screaming problems. Nah. <laughs> no, we're screaming. We had work Solutions. that next morning, bro. Yeah, it's not a problem. <laughs> it's a hobby. Either way, uh, so I think my most anticipated movie, now since you guys have literally used all the backups I had possible, for me, number one was no. Number two was going to be uh, 
Wakanda Forever, and then three was Love and Thunder. But uh, this is a big one for me just because I really enjoyed the first movie of this trilogy. And the second one I hated. I would give it like a one out of ten. I thought it was the most dog shit movie of 2021. And that is uh, Halloween like ends is uh, it comes uh, out October 14th, baby. And I'm I'm ready to see if he can uh, fix what he fucked up, you know, or if they're just going to put out another shitty Halloween movie and that's going to be that. But before we move on to the uh, movie of the year for us, did I tell you guys the amount of flack I got for giving my movie review for Halloween Kills? Uh, uh, no. Like, so I'm not going to drop any names, but I could. But there were so much people that like slid up on my story and they're like, this movie was phenomenal. Like, you're, you're just being way too harsh on it. I'm like, this movie literally sucked fucking mega asshole, right? <laughs> I was like, it was bogged down by a shitty, like, political, like, ideal where they're like, mobs aren't good, right? And I'm like, that's fine, you know? Put put your, like, little political view in it. But, like, if you're going to, like, make crowd mob your, like, idea, you can't bog it down with the amount of just useless gore porn that they threw in there for absolutely no reason. And uh, it was a lackluster plot, too. And they brought it, they hearkened back, another spoiler, they hearkened back to that same bullshit where they made Michael Myers like supernatural like homie gets shot stabbed multiple times at the end of that movie and just gets up and then goes on a killing rampage which i thought was fun to watch but like it's not good that is lackluster i need to find a way out and that's what i'm gonna use is making him supernatural again so hated that but uh any more anticipated movies for you guys or are we uh good to move on well of all time i'm waiting for deadpool 3 to be completely honest with you i want to see if that ever comes out so i'll be waiting it's been confirmed it has yeah Yeah, it's been confirmed see it in 2030 <laughs> i think Ryan 2024 Reynolds was the release date Ryan i actually like in a walker i forgot out deadpools i do have a most anticipated movie so far for the rest of the year that i should have seen already and i fully believe would be in the conversation for my favorite of the year i still need to see everything everywhere all at once i have not seen it yet either i, w- I went to theaters like to watch it and it wasn't playing at the theater like that i went to so it's like all right i'll watch something else that's when I watched uh, The Northman. And then uh, after that, I went uh, I went home, and uh, it's just not in theaters anymore. Or not, like, anyone's local to me. Yeah, I mean, so. it was for a while. I was, fuck, busy, I guess. Yeah, I just... I didn't, I didn't go, I didn't go, like, to the movies pretty much the entire month of June. What was that movie title again? Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah. It was like a, it was an A twenty four like multiverse movie. Yeah. When when was it supposed to be out? Or? It came out, and I think like the very end of May this year. Uh, yeah. I might, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is something that we can uh do a little quick chat about before we go on to favorite movie of the year. But uh, for A twenty four, they're uh, making a new film. And it's not like supposed to be like their usual, like out there, like outlandish type crazy ideas, but it's, uh, it's starring Zach Efron and he is a wrestler and, uh, it takes like place back in the early days of wrestling. And, uh, that's like all I know about it. I think that's all the information that's out about it, but I think he could really kill that role. You know, apparently it's supposed to be a little bit more dramatic, which I'm sure he can tackle fine, but, uh, like seeing Zach Efron and things. Yeah. Cause like for me, like I don't think he's the world's greatest actor, but he's like, he's a fun actor, you know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I think he's pretty, uh, like, well-rounded, too, because, I mean, yeah, uh, w- you can say whatever you want about um, uh, the Ted Bundy movie, did it, the long-ass fucking title that has extremely vile, wicked, and cruel, or whatever. Everything say what you want about the movie, 
but he was really good at it. Yeah, the movie had its issues, so I won't lie. Yeah, but yeah, no, he was great in that, and that was... He pulled off playing Ted Bundy and can also, you know, do like fun shit that's just honestly like rot your brain, turn your brain off shit like Baywatch, you know? It's like, yeah, dude's versatile. So, I mean, I'm excited to see it. And I mean, like, it's also, I mean, he started with musicals as well. Granted, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defend high school music. Oh, you should. You should. They're not bad. They're not bad. bad. (laughs) Doing musicals is also just not an easy thing as well. No. You have to learn how to dance. You have to learn how to sing, and which he did fine in all of those. And the movie that you were referring to was extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Yeah, that's what it was. But uh. You guys ready to move on to a uh, favorite movie of the year? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I've only seen Bill. three movies this year in theaters. <laughs> They're all his favorite. Came out this year. Let's see, I got Bob's Burgers, X, and The Black Phone. So I got a very small list to work with, but... You watched Top Gun, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. and Top Gun, Maverick. <laughs> okay, never mind. I got four things to work with. I'd say my favorite out of the year for its comedic value is X. Mainly because I love the fact that this old lady wanted to be in a porno so badly that she killed everybody. <laughs> I think you missed the uh, main thing of that movie. <laughs> no, I've never seen X, so that so that came out a lot. Awesome. If you're laughing at the movie, that's the only thing you take from it. I, I promise you that. But if you're trying to w- watch the story, it's like it's pretty weird. It's a uh, it's about an old couple that's no longer able to be sexually active, and they also like they individually think but they've never talked about it that they find each other ugly now because they're getting old which they actually don't they still are like in love and find each other attractive but uh due to the fact that the old man can't have sex due to a heart issue he they all kind of like they're believing that they don't find each other attractive anymore and uh, a bunch of young kids go there to shoot a porno there and just make it in the porno uh movie industry in the 70s which was like kind of booming so uh, yeah kid guy was in it too he actually did really good but uh the old couple they start to get jealous that they're able to be sexually attracted to each other and do all these things so as a old couple they just feel inferior to the young people and the only outlet that they can find is murdering them to make them feel better practically that is so, absurd it, it's an absurd idea but it was pretty good at the end of the day he just explained basically what i just said i like, love that that's exactly what i said no they did not want to be in a porno bill they just the movie wanted to set in the 70s yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Makes me want to watch it even more. Like, yeah, in seventies ish some shit. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's actually a lot of scenes where uh, it's through the lens of a nine uh, millimeter too. So like, there's a it's a pretty hefty uh, like difference between uh, the digital and nine millimeter that they switch in between. I will be watching that. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's good. It's uh, it's I I wanted to. It sounded uh, fun, but that was and I, that came out while I was still at school. Yeah, and I I heard went unless it was at the the one right there on the street yeah it also felt kind of weird to uh watch it in a room full of people because there is like <laughs> like this had to have been borderline rated nr just due to the amount of like sex scenes that were kind of they were not they were explicit as a motherfucker let's just phrase it up to that all right but uh dill shane you guys want to lay down most anticipated or not most oh i forgot one i forgot one i'm so <laughs> oh, sorry sorry to harken back uh what you guys know about blonde uh 
that I really want to see it. I have a espresso I use every day. <laughs> you, you're talking about the Marilyn the Monroe. Marilyn Monroe biopic yeah, with uh, Ana de Armas. Yeah, it's also yeah. supposed to be rated NR, which I'm just so excited for. Like, I, I would love to go into. She a looks great. Like, she. Oh, lo- yeah. I saw. I saw a photo shoot that they did uh, with her uh, dressed in character, uh, and it was like a photo replicant of an actual like photo shoot that Marilyn Monroe did. She looked like like eerily eerily similar and she's a really good actress too yeah. so i'm i'm excited potential uh, <laughs> oscar nomination do you think uh yeah depending depending on why it has the rating that it does because i think it yeah. is rated nc-17 so yeah. i think depending on why it's rated that yes because yeah. i mean i mean biopics are like bio bio but 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 biopics are always like they, they they always come out around that time of the year is it when is it coming out in the fall uh yeah within the next like like three months so yeah 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 that's getting around uh oscar bait season yeah all right though uh shane or Dylan, uh, favorite movie of the year that you've seen? Oh, okay. I got two right now oh, on the top of my head. Uh, the Batman, for sure, is one for me. Uh, that, it was phenomenal. Like, it's everything I wanted it to be. And, and like, even, like, leading up to that, like, I, I, I didn't watch any of, like, the TV spots or anything. All I wanted to see were, like, the, the trailers that they put out. And so... I remember just getting more and more excited every time I saw a new trailer. I think they only did like two. Yeah, they did not do a lot. But they also had a lot of marketing that was not trailer based. So Yeah. And I kind of uh, stood away from that because I, I I was just so excited to see something like that seemed really refreshing. And it was. Dude, it was so dope. Just like like three hours of just like pretty much uh, Batman and Jim Gordon just trying to find them in there. It was awesome. It was fun. The, uh, and then, oh, yeah. That, that final battle, though, where uh, it's Batman, he's just going absolute, just ham, dude. It reminded me of like the Arkham games. Oh, yeah. No, dude, I think... I think uh, I think the Batman has the like one of the best villain intros I've ever seen in a movie, and one of the best like hero intros I've ever seen. Like yeah. for uh, for a comic book movie, it's perfect. The way it opens with the the Riddlers and then gets into like Bruce's narration and shit. That shit's dope. It's so good. Yeah, it was also fun to see in them like take inspiration from very iconic uh movies like in the uh horror realm such as like seven and uh, zodiac like that was really fun oh yeah dude oh dude i the first time i saw it uh i i got to see it in imax so it was like big ass screen and i remember i the when it first uh when it first started with that with the intro with the uh the riddler and when he kills the mayor that shit that shit freaked me out a little like i kind of was like oh seeing it on that big ass screen especially it was like uh when it uh does that what it's literally just that like that medium close up and the mayor steps aside and the tv lights like flash and you see that like the riddler was standing right behind him the whole time that shit like kind of that shit kind of creeped me out. Yeah. It was dope. So what's this other movie of yours? Uh, I just uh, saw it last month, uh, 
men. Uh, that shit was weird. That shit was weird. I missed that it, was, bro. I wanted to watch it. Missed it. Um, I don't like like I I I still want to watch it again because I I've only seen it the one time and I kind of need to watch it again. It, it it's like it's off the walls, like some weird bad shit type stuff. Like especially like imagery wise, the last like the last like thirty minutes is some of like the most bizarre like uh like things i've seen in like uh like recent thrillers or horror movies or psychological thrillers like it it's it was absurd and i i don't even know if it's like like one of my favorites of the like of the year so far but it's like easily like one of the uh like one of the uh, one of the top movies this year that i've like uh thought about the most since i've seen it just because of just purely because of how weird it was and how yeah. like how much it made me want to think about it. The description of this movie says a young woman goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside following the death of her ex-husband. That's it. Yeah. What yeah. What is this movie? It's a uh, 17 minute scene, which is 20% of its total running time where she's just gently muttering the F word to herself. Yeah. Uh, I don't it's, know. About uh, it, it's Alex Garland's newest movie. The he's the dude that uh made Ex Machina and Annihilation, and I love Ex Machina a lot. Like that's one of my favorite uh like modern sci-fi's yeah. for sure in general. Annihilation is a little on the weirder side too, not as weird as Men, but Men is like completely different from the other two. Like at least like Ex Machina and Annihilation still had that like vein of like sci-fi horror thriller, but like. Men is is completely something new from him, but it's it's still very much like a like a an Alex Garland looking movie. Well, I'll be sure to uh, check it out then. But Can you watch this on like HBO? Or something? I think it's on HBO and Hulu and Disney Plus? Question mark. No shot, no shot. Men is on <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> it's on the kids section for Disney Plus. You gotta check it out. Uh, Shane, most anticipated movie of the or fuck me, uh, favorite movie of the year. What was Morbius. it? Morbius. It's Morbius. It's Morbius time, baby. Morbius. Absolutely. Um, I had to. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. That was. It's gonna be like a very generic answer, but man, just like watching watching the movies like prior and then bringing it back up to today, like that was a long time for a third movie, and just being able to like kind of reconnect with characters, but it was. It, it was very fitting, and what they did with Miles Teller's character is just. I don't know. I, I thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, the cinematography and the amount of work that went into that movie where they, like, were actively in the jets. And Tom Cruise is, like, an actual, like, accomplished pilot. And there, there was just so much that went into it. The shots. I watched an IMAX, too. So, there was, like, 20%, I think, like, more, like, film on the, like, in the jet scenes. And that was, like, the coolest thing ever. Those jet scenes were, I mean, they had me on the edge of my seat gripping. My anxiety was going through the roof. That was just, it was so enjoyable. And the other one. Uh, was the Northman that you fitting? Fucker. <laughs> I knew that yours movie, was gonna be the Northman. You just seemed like oh, a Northman oh. guy. Um, uh, I have to back up. <laughs> you have to back up. Okay. I don't know. The Northman was exactly what I wanted out of it, and I almost like saw it accidentally. But I had, like done, tra- and I saw like the uh the trailer for it, and it. I mean, immediately, I mean, like, I love like Nor like Norse culture and like Viking stuff, and that, that. I mean, it's everything I wanted out of that movie. Uh, cinematography, the shots were really good. The story seemed a little weird, um, especially towards the beginning, but it, it picked up. And one of those scenes, like, really in the beginning, where they, uh, spoiler, gave the kid, like, psychedelics. Like, that was just, oh. like, I was, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so mind-blown, but that was super cool. 
that was a super cool scene and the movie the movie panned out i thoroughly enjoyed it yeah the just the overall sense of brutality in that movie as well like the how they like those they did a long take where it's just uh the main character walking through like a town and just absolutely fucking gutting people like but it like it didn't feel like a gore porn type scenario it felt it, like a lot carried. more uh, yeah it felt like it was like, plot based it, yeah you knew the violence was needed to make the film as beautiful as it was yeah you fucker you stole that for me that's cool i did come up with a uh, backup and for this is going to be a uh, hot take I imagine, because I know a lot of people were not a fan of this. Multiverse of Madness, like, I think the average Marvel fan wasn't a fan of it, but if you like Sam Raimi movies and you like how he does stuff, that movie was so fucking cool. Like, it was trippy. It was so fun. Yeah, like, it's not ever gonna get a best nom, alright? It's that's not the type of movie that is, but like sit sit back, kick back, and relax, have a good fucking time, you know. It was and just like, like all right, continue. Well, I just thought like knowing like it was intentionally like it was originally going to be a horror movie that got scrapped. I thought Sam Raimi did a really good job at like uh maintaining that horror element that he's known for. Like he started out like then he started out doing the Evil Dead, right? Wasn't that his first movie? Evil Dead was his yeah, that was his first movie. Yeah, like which I also uh, that he just he made that with friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the fact that he's able to, like, stylistic take, like, a PG-13 movie and make it, like, as hard as humanly possible for a PG-13 movie and keep it, like, kind of creepy and suspenseful, like, I thought that was a really good job, and I enjoyed that movie. It was, it was just nice to see, uh, to see, like, like, the, I, I, I love uh the marvel movies like i think they're fun and i love the source material too so it's like obviously i'm gonna like it but it was really nice seeing like um like visually um a marvel movie that had a little more a little more creativity a little more flair and and a little more like independency it was like it felt like a sam raimi movie you know yeah which i think the only other movie that was like that which also got met with criticism which i still enjoyed the movie was um the internals i thought well oh yeah iron (laughs) man 3 but the internals felt like a turtles now movie Right. I enjoy the Eternals too. Yeah, I liked it. My per- person I went to the movies with like hated it, and I, I mean, for for me, like I couldn't understand why. Like I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, Brooke wasn't a fan of it either when we went to watch it, but like I thought using this was like the first Marvel movie that had like a sex scene that was like a little bit more implicit or explicit, but uh, they also had a. A lot of golden hour shots, which is just kind of like a yeah. staple mark of Chloe's that, ass, like that, yeah. directing. But I don't know. I, I'm. I enjoy the fact that directors seem to be getting a little bit more liberalistic with how they're shooting their Marvel movies without having the uh, hand of, I don't know exactly why it's always usually that cookie cutter uh, Marvel theory or just a way that they do it, but I'm enjoying the fact that they're trying to branch away and have like more independent movies where it feels like the director is actually directing it and it's not just all the same shit. Oh, another uh, movie I think we're all going to agree for, like, just due to the fact that it probably felt really nostalgic for all of us to watch it, uh, the new Spider-Man movie, uh, like No Way Home. Even though that, that, was that was 2021. That was 2021. Oh, was it? Fuck yeah, it was. <laughs> all that opening night, baby. $30. Yeah. $30, damn. I watched the uh, opening night, too. Another movie, like, for me that I thought I was going to put on here, but I remembered I, like, it technically came out last year, but Licorice Pizza, I didn't watch it until January. But Oh, uh, yeah, because it had a, yeah, it had a wider fun. release in January. 
Yeah, I enjoyed that movie pizza? a lot. Like, yeah, it was, pizza, yeah, I've not heard of Paul that. Thomas Anderson's uh, newest uh, movie. It was it. It got some criticism for the uh, relationship in it, but to me, it didn't feel. It, I could understand where people were coming from, but to me, it felt a little bit more like kid friendly, or not kid friendly, but like it felt more like a like two best friends, even though there is a age gap. But I felt more like they're just in love and it didn't feel as sexual as a relationship could have been and it felt more grounded in like how they felt about each other emotionally which made like that relationship to me for anyone that doesn't know uh the main character is like 16 in this movie and he's like in love with like a 25 year old and she's in love with him toward the end but they also make jokes like they know the relationship is wrong but like just the way that they are with each other like emotionally they're in love but like there's no like sexual nature behind it which is why i felt personally it was okay to have in there but i I can see why people met it with criticism. But uh you guys ready to move on to the uh the pin and all pins favorite movie of all time? Yes, sir. Um Lay my favorite on. movie of all time is the uh, Incredible Hawk 2008. Oh god damn movie. Um I got two. One Hell is on. very one's very uh generic, and that one would be Forrest Gump. Tom Hanks' performance in Forrest Gump has brought tears to my eyes every single time I've ever watched that movie. Um he absolutely had nailed that um and there's a reason it's like so critically acclaimed like that is just it's such a good movie i can't i don't know i think i could watch that like i just watched it a couple nights ago just for the fun of it i mean it's a movie i can just sit down and enjoy over and over and over again and the other one i also watched recently and kate and i had a discussion about which one is the most quotable of all time forrest gump or napoleon dynamite that movie did exactly what it was supposed to do and i mean that movie was like i think it had like a four hundred thousand dollar budget Gross like forty million dollars. Uh, oh fucking! Are you talking about Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Heater was paid a thousand dollars to do that before a contract renegotiation. Like that movie was intentionally awkward. That movie was intentionally weird, and it like I don't know for some reason like I I love that movie the first time I ever watched it, and that movie has never gotten old. So very different movies. Um, I like them both for very different reasons. Well, like, just to like just it. to pick your guys' uh, brain on this, which one do you think is more quotable, Napoleon Dynamite or Forrest Gump? I'm just. I, I feel like in my life, I've heard people quote Napoleon Dynamite more. Yeah, me and Shane had like a quote battle practically. Or we're... at least I've heard more quotes from like various quotes from Napoleon yeah. Dynamite more than various quotes from Forrest Gump. Yeah, me and Shane like just went back and forth quoting like iconic lines from this movie. Yeah. And we were doing it for like every bit of half an hour. <laughs> Like, like we definitely read at least a few pages of like that screenplay practically. But, quotes, yeah, but uh, yeah, fuck, there go, bro. Come on, stay out of my front room, I don't know why no one likes my dog. It makes me so sad. And now you know how I feel about my cat. Your cat fucking sucks. Dylan's yeah. awesome. cat has never done anything wrong. To yeah, exactly. you're just cats. I thought we've like already discussed this. You're just like you're don't cats. Like cats. You just don't like cats. You your don't like cats. cats. You don't like cats. Cats afraid of cats. Okay, first of all, as why you were, anyone... afraid of cats and the doctors. Nah, we're on a tangent real quick. Why does uh, anyone like cats more than dogs? No reason, unless you're like cats, insane. But you say you can fight a skinwalker, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Leave. What is he gonna do? Turn into a household cat? Because I can still yeah, kick bro. a cat, all right? I, I like. I don't like being around cats, but like I can pick one up and fucking football that bitch. I'm like allergic to like everything. Like you should just like probably learn how to breathe correctly first before you think you can fight a skinwalker. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm allergic to cats too. <laughs> oh, I'm going. I'm getting an allergy test soon. Did you get like, your dog test? Like, 
No, it, I'm, it all happens on the same day. So like, you're, going to the doc- you're going to the doctors get allergy test? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you're getting tested. You're doing the uh, the allergy test where they stick a bunch of needles in your back for different things to see what yeah. all you're allergic to. That's exciting. Oh, that's good. No, that's like all of your fears combined. That's awesome. It's happened to me a few. It's, it doesn't hurt that bad. I've had it happen once when I was a kid, but now that I'm getting older and like I'm like starting to have, I guess, more prone to allergies. Remember, fuck you, pull that. They're going to redo it, you know? Homie's 19 years old. He's like on his deathbed. It cat. feels like it, bro. I have to do a sleep study, too. Oh, are you actually doing yeah. that? He's 50? Apparently. I was at, I stayed the night at Brooks' house a few nights ago, and uh, I woke up. And like the minute I woke up, like I woke I was the last one to wake up. I woke up around like, I don't know, I was up till about like four in the morning, probably went to bed around like 10, I'm assuming. Or no, woke up around 10. And I went to bed around 4. So everyone else fell asleep a lot earlier. But uh, when I woke up, like everyone else woke up about 10 minutes before me. So it's not like I was too far off the mark. But uh, I went downstairs and like they were all like talking with Brooke's parents. And like they all stopped and they were like, have you uh, have you got your breathing checked out? And I was like, what do you what do you mean? Have I got my breathing checked out? They're, oh, like, fuck. they're like, is that it kind of sounds like you die in your sleep. And I was like. Don't tell me that. All right. Yeah, I, I, I hear it every day. I don't even know that I'm dying. I, I'm just well aware at this point. But uh, anyone else want to go? Favorite movie of all time? Dylan, Bill. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, uh, first one for me is uh, probably Goodwill Hunting. You fucker. Dude, you knew mine was going to be Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, but that was mine, you bitch. <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't know what there is to say. It's got one of the best uh, supporting actor performances of all time, Robin Williams. Um, one of my favorite screenplays of all time from Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. It, it is dope. It's amazing, and it it hits me in the feels every single time, like every single time. I think the first three times I watched that movie, I cried, like guaranteed. Dude, I still cry. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, like there's there is absolutely no shame in crying to that movie. And I and I mean, it, it also wouldn't be what it is uh, without uh, Gus Van Sant either. And I it, that. For me, it's one of my favorites of all time, and I've I think I've seen it probably I I, I couldn't say how many times. Another yeah. one for me, number number two, uh, ever since I've seen it is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh, how was that? Amazing, amazing. I wanted to check it out, never got around to it. Uh, it um, I've seen it. I've seen it four or five times now at this point i think it it came out in 2019 uh i think i love parasite it should have won best picture i agree and i love that because it also won best international feature that bong joon ho got five oscars in one night that's dope as fuck hear me out it's dope as fuck i don't even think actually portrait of a lady on fire was a contender at the oscars but it should have been and it should have won best international feature was it an international film yeah it it was a french film oh I don't know. I yeah, haven't, uh, haven't, haven't checked it out yet. Oh uh, yeah, it's uh it's uh, uh um it was directed by Celine Sciamma and it's awesome. It, it's amazing. It's one of it's one of the prettiest movies I've ever seen. Literally every single frame of that movie looks like it you, like you could pause at any frame and you could screen cap that and make that like it, it looks like a painting. It's amazing. Yeah, well, also another one for a uh, top movie of the year or it, not of the year. No, go ahead. Uh, oh yeah, I was about to say if you need any further reasoning for uh to go watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire, where do do we all have we all seen Parasite in here? We all like Parasite. I've not seen it, but I know everything about it. It's amazing. 
I, I just haven't had the chance to sit down and watch it. Is one of the best movies of the last twenty years for sure. Bong Joon Ho, brilliant, brilliant man. He, uh, it was. Uh, I think it. I think I can't remember if it was the Baftas or like. Uh, I can't remember if it was the Baftas or Khan uh, or or something. Um, but um, but Bong Joon Ho had won an award for Parasite, and he had uh, he had uh, stepped stepped aside and given it to Celine Sciamma, telling her that it should have been hers. Hmm. Well, that is, that is a very humble man, though. Oh yeah, he is, dude. I love that dude. Everything I know about he he's dude's got a heart of gold and is one for the arts for sure. Yeah. Well, given the fact that Bill just ran away, I am going to. Uh, Say my favorite movies. So right. my, my number one movie of all time is Goodwill Hunting. It's phenomenal. Right, that park bench scene will make me cry. It's not your fault. Will make me cry. I will cry multiple times during that movie, and usually I watch it when I'm drunk, which just helps the waterworks flow. You know, it, it does. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, it's hard to come prepared for a backup because it's the number one movie of all time. But I, uh, I think Shawshank Redemption is also on that list for me. That movie is also just it's. I don't think it's like fuck. I don't know how to put it. I think it's the people's movie. You know? Yeah. It's uh, you it's ask, like, you could ask like an average Joe what their favorite movie is, and like. Like, it, there's a fair bet that they would say Shawshank. Yeah, it's it's like Rocky. He's the people's boxer. Shawshank yeah. is the people's movie. It's it, like it, yeah. it just felt like it was like intended for someone to sit down, watch this movie, and just have a great journey of watching it and just being elastic at the time of it. I think you know. I absolutely agree. That's like that's like been a a thought piece of mine for a while now. Uh, is that yeah? It's like uh like by popularity, I would I would say Shawshank is the best movie of all time in america for sure because it's like you 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 go around america you can ask your average american uh especially closer to around like people around the age of when that movie was coming out to like what what's the best movie of all time oh shawshank it's like yeah but another contender for me which i think would be probably like where i'm ranking it right now for me man and robin absolutely bat nipples all the way thank you no but uh, uh 12 years of slave I think is a phenomenal movie based on like a true story as well. But that movie is probably the most gut wrenching and hardest thing I've ever had to watch. I've only seen it twice. And it still makes my list, which means it's a phenomenal movie because I've seen the other ones like probably about like 12 times. I've seen Good Will Hunting and Shawshank like yeah. each, but I've only been able to watch 12 Years of Slave like twice. And each time you watch it, it takes you on a journey of just it's it's a roller coaster of emotions. All right. Because like you'll like be devastated and then have some tears stroll down your face and then you'll be super happy and have tears stroll down your face. And there's nothing you can do about it because even like a happy moment in that it's bittersweet. So given the fact that is based on a true story i'm gonna tell people the end because uh if you haven't seen it then read a fucking book or watch the movie like i don't know so at the end the main character that was uh wrongly enslaved uh he finds a way to get out he enlists the help of a white man to uh help get him out of slavery by pulling uh the records that practically say he's a free man and when he gets these records uh he gets scooped up and picked out or picked up from his uh like enslavement from down south but uh while he was down there it was like him and then one other slave seemed to have the hardest time and we're just constantly belittled and tortured and just everything wrong happens and as he's like extremely happy that uh he's getting out the uh i'm gonna say that she's practically a co-main lead but uh she sees him leaving and is just wants him to take 
like her with him and you know he can so he's just happy to get out but you just see like the look on her face where she like knows that at this point because like she probably would have died a few times if it wasn't for her like she's just realizing that now she is going to die or she's just gonna have to live the rest of her life being enslaved and tortured by this slave owner so that's the happiest scene of the movie but also one of the saddest at the same time to explain the roller coaster it takes you on and uh for everyone that's curious bill did come back with a comb over haircut and a pair of sunglasses so i don't i don't know what happened to him but uh how do you hope my dad something and then uh, all right well well, uh, take it away, Bill. You're up. Favorite movie of all time. Favorite movie of all time. Hmm. Well, I have two, but I'm gonna, only going to talk about one. Cause talk I about like two. Fuck it, man. Other. No, talk about both. But I talked about I fucking three. One, Fifteen. And that means we've been at this for like an hour at least, right? Uh, for about an hour and ten minutes. Nice. Either way, my favorite movie of all time. I don't think any of you are going to agree with this, but it would have to be Click. Uh, it's a, it's a, I enjoy it. Dude, yeah. I mean, mainly I like it the most because Christopher Walken's in it and like... I think that's his best role in any movie. And I that's being very generous because I haven't seen a lot of movies with uh, Christopher Walken. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, Adam Sandler's a good actor. He just had a new movie this year. It was called um, Hustle. The Hustle. Yeah, that's called. I haven't seen I, it as anyone. I've seen I it. It's like about one and a half hours long, but it's, it's pretty good. I mean, I don't know if it's based off a true story. I didn't read into it or anything, but I liked it. I was also kind of mm-hmm. drunk. Watched it, but you know, <laughs> hey, I think we all are, baby. That's what makes it fun. You can, uh, well, you talked about the first one so so quick. Give us your second movie. I'm curious, yeah. I want to hear the second one before we wrap this up. I mean, I don't, you guys are not even know this fucking movie, but I just like comedies. So, uh, The Great Outdoors, it's the most cheesiest movie of all time, but like, it's so good to me. It holds a special place in my heart. It has John Candy in it, uh, Dan Aykroyd, yeah. those guys. I love seeing them on screen together, and they have like a good, like, flow. Uh, with each other, I like it. Oh, you were right. I just, <laughs> no, I've just never heard of it, so I pulled up yeah. the description that I'm going to uh, read real quick. It's not like no Oscar nominee movie, but it's pretty good. <laughs> so, for anyone curious, Bill's second favorite movie of all time has a 24% on Metacritic, 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, sir. Hey. But it does have a 6.6 out of IDMB, which is which is fun. You know? That's a pretty good score. I, uh, I mean, I trust IMDb the most out of yeah. all of those. Uh, Metacritic gave it a pretty lackluster. But it seems like the users on Google and IDMB audience score are Rotten Tomatoes and uh, Google users all like I'm it. not going to lie. When it comes to comedies, I don't really care about any kind of outside opinions because for me, for comedies, the only thing I care about, I'm only watching them to laugh. So like, if it makes me laugh, then it's good. Yeah. So the description is, it's a vacation time for outdoorsy Chicago man, Chet Ripley, who is John Candy, along with his wife, Connie, who is Stephanie Farrakazi. I don't know of her. Nailed and their two yeah, kids. Uh, but their two kids, Buck, who is played by Chris Young, and Ben, who is Ian Giotti, bought a serene weekend of fishing at a Wisconsin lakeside cabin. It's crashed by Connie's obnoxious brother-in-law, Roman Craig, who's Dan Akron, and his wife, who play, er, who is played by Annette Bennings, and the couple's two daughters. As the excursion wears on, the Ripleys find themselves at odds with the stuffy Craig family. So it just seems like a little family beefing. That sounds like it'd be a good time. You guys have yeah. never seen this movie? No, I haven't, no. Okay, you won't oh. get the nostalgia boner that I've got when I watch <laughs> it, but if you get drunk, dude, you'll have a good time trust me 
right. Well, I'm sure we can uh, set this up or set that up for this upcoming weekend. Bill, what you doing? Uh, not shit. Yeah, it sounds like you're getting drunk yeah, me and watching yeah. the great outdoors. All sounds right, like so. a good idea. You coming, Dill? Yeah. Sounds like right, a good Shane, idea. Can we, Shane, can we buy you a plane ticket? Buy a plane ticket. I'll fly up. Fly up for us. We can pick buy me one up. Tickets are like forty-four dollars, like for one way. So pick you up from the airport. That works. Forty-four from one way. If you fly up, if you buy your ticket up here, I'll buy your ticket back. Or we ask Bill. I'll buy your ticket here, and Kane will buy your ticket back. <laughs> Let me see. Um, um, let's see here. What do I want to uh, PIE to CVG? My airport is called Pi. That's the uh, it's like the uh, air, you know PIE like Pi. Oh, it's St. Petersburg. Um, let's see. When can I leave? We should definitely do something. Parting. What did I fly back? July fifteenth. There's no way we're gonna get Shane to fly up here and then fly back. For anyone curious, he is now in Florida. <laughs> I fly back. What if I just fly for like? Uh, I like come back on a Thursday and leave. Like I fly back like, on a Monday. That'd be fucking dope. Let me see what flights I get. Let me let's just. I don't even need a car. Just, just one one traveler economy. Are you gonna tell your parents that you're coming back or no? Yeah. I will. Um, <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna. <laughs> I wouldn't tell. Them. All right. <laughs> well, everyone, I think we're gonna wrap this up. We're uh, next episode. That's shot. I uh, I think all five of us are gonna be forced to be in the same room, and uh, it's hopefully a little bit more personable, and uh, we're all gonna be together which is something we haven't had in a while now. So uh, I think we're going to wrap this up. Anyone have anything they want to... Oh, wait, I have something I want to say. Fuck, I'm stupid. Uh, the TikTok is now officially up. Uh, yes. It's... Uh, fuck, I don't know what I titled the username or anything, but it's up. I'm going to tell you guys in one second. Add, hold up. Uh, it's just the Gentleman's Club uh pod is the ad uh so yeah if uh if you guys want you can check that out it's just gonna be little videos of us having a good time uh just shooting the shit there's gonna be podcast clips on there gaming clips uh just us being us clips i guess yes like always watch. check out vincent florist uh <laughs> great band dylan's a part of it plays the bass that's a dylan's tiktok also now the first video on the tiktok you are the first video uh yeah. everyone yeah and then you ryan uh and bill are the second video as well oh, are yeah. you even i don't think dylan's followed our tiktok yet yeah i haven't known the username bill you'll like the second video yeah it's uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah well either way i think we're gonna head on out of here do you guys have anything else you want to say oh sir nope nope bill, all anything? right I, I think i'm good see you Any guys remarks? uh see you guys check out the next one uh i think we're gonna try to start posting uh weekly shoot on fridays post probably on sundays or mondays thank you guys for listening this is the gentleman's club podcast